Hello and welcome to the Thursday show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. This is our tournament show. We run down the biggest and best and greatest and most amazing tournaments coming up over the weekend. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Hello, everybody. And Dustin Hinshaw. Hello, hello. As you might have guessed, we do this every Thursday. We do this live. So if you're in the chat, say, hey, let us know what's up. Uh, let us know if we ran into you at the LVO. Let us know if you had a great time. I think, we, you know, we should talk about the LVO. I, I didn't, you know, I know my plane was delayed. I couldn't be on the show. But some exciting things happened. I know we got to look forward. We also have three tournaments to cover this week. Uh, so we got to kind of move it a clip. But you got to give a shout out to some of those those uh, those names we didn't know yet that did so well. That's true. A lot of names that came up uh, that well, they, they won some tournaments before. There's just not uh, any majors or GTs that uh, were kind of well known. And they came in there and they killed it. It was great to see that, too. And an extra diverse field as well. I mm. mean, I think it was safe to say that had we had that event Without the balanced data slate, like without Custodes or GSC being added to the mix, it would have been like a non-event. It's like, how many thick cities and crusher stampedes are we going to see in the top eight? Probably like at least like three of each. It would have been just, ugh. Just like yeah, RPG. Yeah. Uh, RPG Luminary, great running into you at the event. Uh, nice to meet you in person. That, that was awesome. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. Sorry, I didn't get to. Next time. Yeah, up you game. <laughs> I know, uh, I got to. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> up here in Canada, man. <laughs> does listening to Adam commentate count as meeting him at the LVO? I feel like it I know does. too well now. It, it does. It's an intimate experience. After if you if you listen to the whole thing, like you have a very good sense of me and Peter. Like we can't not like and Paul as well. You can't not give yourself of yourself for speaking for that long. Oh sure. yeah, you you know it's when you're in like hour seven, it's genuine. Everything is genuine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't have the brain capacity to like. <laughs> Any smokes smoke there's, there's no balance there's, there's there's only your soul uh but that's that's awesome hey uh Ma matthew nurgle wolf priest uh, uh carl yeah nice to see you in the chat uh we are let's let's actually just jump right into it with three events to hype uh this is you know we got to kind of move it a clip yeah well so um the last event doesn't have the lists open so i just chucked that on the end and also to brand oh, new season guys yeah, I wasn't going to make it up. And it's a brand new season. Like, February is usually pretty quiet. So, and of course, we don't have any rankings to talk about it because it's all been hit with the reset button. So, I've just, we just, I've just went with lists that I like the look of. And I, I, I kind of like that it's anybody's, uh, you know, it's That's now right. all, all, there's nothing but opportunity, you know, out there mm. in front of folks right now for if they're competing for best factions. Oh, and, and let's talk about the, just the big announcement from Games Workshop in their, in their uh, cooperation for, mm. or with the ITC about, you know, not only do you get the bragging rights, which are absolutely cool, you're going to come away with some cool things uh and there's going to be some involvement with um you know big tournament organizers and stuff to make sure they have the rules to do some proper officiating yeah i remember at the award ceremony all the faction winners were standing like we came off stage and the uh, zach from gw got them all together and i think he got phone numbers and, and email addresses from all of them so they're all getting something at the end of this and having some say i think having um they're getting to be part of the rules writing for their respective factions or at least getting some insights into them which i think is an incredible initiative you know go to the experts to get the expert opinions uh we do have three events um various sizes none of them cracked well there is no there, once again there's no rtt gt or major status anymore it's just you are this many rounds this many players. all tournaments are majors in my heart they're, That's right. they're all they're all important Come on. <laughs> um paul tell us about the first one uh, the first one here is the Legion Events Warhammer GT. That's in Lebanon, Tennessee. Six rounds, 43 players. Uh, let's run down the factions. Uh, Dustin, you want to give us yeah, a shot there? I will take there? that. We'll start with the Imperial Super Faction. One Titanicus. Yeah, two wild. sisters, four custodes, you zero Admirals. Warhound, right? It's a Warhound, right? Yeah. It is it's a single <laughs> it's, Warhound Titan. It's, somebody's bringing a Warhound Titan. As long nice. as it's not on a uh, Sky Shield landing pad, I guess it's not uh, terrible. <laughs> but uh, zero Admech. Really, guys? You weren't impressed by the Siegler LVO win, eh? No Admech. Yeah, they right. think it was a fluke. It was a fluke. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. No, they can't do it. Nobody else do can do it. Right. Uh, three Astro Military Arms, zero Grey Knights, two Imperial Knights. What is happening? This is, really is the reset button. Like, okay, we got our investment faction or not. And then it's like, we'll move on now. I'm done with well, them. <laughs> well, this is a. Th sorry, well, I'll, I'll say this at the end. You keep going, mate. Okay, I'll keep going. Space Marine Super Faction, we have two Dark Angels, one Space Wolf, one Blood Angel, one Ultra, one Black Templar, one Raven Guard, and one Death Watch. That's what I like to see. Just a nice spread of everything in a 43-man. That, that's that's perfect. Chaos Super Faction, one Chaos Soup, one Thousand Suns, four Death Guard, one Demons, and two Renegade Knights. Still Death Guard pulling up uh, 
ahead of everybody. Xeno Super Factions, still no Necrons, three Orcs, <laughs> one Tau getting ready for the new tech. So I, I'm, I'm assuming they wouldn't have allowed it yet because I think it'll nah. just be just it'll that be weekend, out so. that day. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's not too surprising. But Hive Mind Super Faction, two Hive Mind, two Tyranids, and one GSC. I'm okay with that. That's good. We get we're, we have representation. And the Eldari Super Faction, there are two Drukari and one Harlequin. So no craft world at all and no mixed. So the faction podium is Custodes with Death Guard at four, Orcs and Guard at three, and just yeah. a lot of twos. <laughs> so what I find very interesting about this, remember, remember when we were doing the, the lead up to the LVO, we saw bigger and bigger numbers. People like in, in Super Factions, like a bunch of Harlequin players, I'm assuming just started playing Drakari towards the end of the season to have a better run into like, you know, the big LGT, the uprisings, the, the LVOs. And so you see people leaving their Super Faction and jumping on the best thing in that grouping, like EG, Death, you know, people could be playing um, Empress Children all year and then jump on T Suns or or Death Guard at the end just to get that bit of a a bit of a lift or get one more win at their respective end of year goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming in, but as soon as we break away and we get into the new year, we see people just like kind of abandoned, either spreading out like the the Space Marine Super Faction is a great one. Um, people just a, a great breakdown spread out of people just being like, eh, I don't really know what to play, so I'm just going to mess around and see if I like this, see if I like that, play some stuff. I, I think that's what's before. going on with the craft role players. They're basically like they know all this stuff is on the horizon. We've seen mm-hmm. some great previews. We know we we've seen some cool, interesting little snippets of the rules and that kind of stuff. A new avatar and all this other kind of thing. They're just yep. kind of waiting, waiting to kind of exhale with this. They're going to play other things in the in the short term. Or the other thing that happens as well, because you spot on, Paul, um, is people abandon things they no longer think is worth investing in. Grey Knights being the the key point here. Um, Zero Grey Knights for this kind of event shows a bit of a lack of confidence by the player base or people who've been playing them. That's not a main factor for them. Picked them up with a new book and they're kind of burnt out on it. So they're going to give it a rest for a bit. Yeah, I can see that. Or do you think that actually, because it's the beginning of the season now, a lot of people might have looked at the competition for all these factions in the last season but like, yes. okay maybe yep. there's something i can actually compete with this time now, this a nice it. spread of uh, space marines take a take a swerve and play the um, other things and then no one showed up with gray knights you're yeah. like oh man yeah. now i'm competing <laughs> like, for best well, salamander everybody's gonna switch back and it's just a, it's, it's a vicious cycle that's all it's yeah. gonna be now um, I pulled up two lists for your viewing pleasure, one of them being Mark Aish, who was the top-ranked uh, demon player in the world, I think, at the ITC. He plays with the um, US Army esports team. He's a, he's a magnificent gentleman. Um, and he has just a crazy uh, Chaos Soup list. He's a Cyprus of Bellicor, Um Although it's, it's listed as Chaos Soup, but I think he's all demons. He's, he has to be listed as Chaos Soup because Bellicor is... I think Bellicor, yeah, Bellicor is yeah. going to put him into that, that yeah. section. Yeah. Um, the Cyprus Bellicor, he's got a battalion. He's got, of course, he has to have Bellicor. He's got two change casters, two times 25 bloodletters, 30 horrors, three times 25 plague bearers, and two units of five furies. This seems like something that we would have seen in the middle of eighth edition, not the middle of ninth edition. This thing's like three years out of out of whack. But Mark has like won the ITC look for all those chaos bodies, demons. Though. I mean, really, look at yeah. That is what fifty. Oh, it's fifty blood letters. Uh, Seventy-five so, plague bearers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then thirty horse. So that's hmm. I mean that's close to two hundred models on the table or whatever. Yeah, I've actually played with this list before and against it a couple of times, like very similar, just like amount of bodies you can have on there and then mm. a lot of respawning shenanigans with them and the non-targeting. It doesn't do as much damage as you might want to, aside from those blood letters that just tear through things, but it's such a pain to get through and they're all mm. OPSEC, so like, except for the Furies. Are they running banners in there? I would with assume the, with so. The that, that, for sure they would, for sure they would. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the demon version of Silver Tide for Necrons. Yep. As far as I can tell, yep. this is literally I'm I can't kill you, so I'm gonna drown you. Um, and you know, some people took the Silent King in that build. This guy, this, Mark H, is taking uh, Bellicor in that mm-hmm. build. Um, so he's just gonna drown him out, kill like Bloodletter bomb into a couple of surgical things, things that are gonna kill him too quickly, and then just kind of wait the game out, win on probably banners and strangleholds and and things of that ilk. So uh, re- Scotty D's got a great comment in the chat and says this list must be built for the new missions. Yep, I see that for sure. The amount of it's actions this army can do, and because yeah. they're all obsec, they just complete them immediately, so they don't have to wait yeah. for them to go to the next uh, command phase. It's, I mean, it's a big deal. Can't, can't found can't found Nockman data if you got twenty five models in you, can you? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nockman data is good as in 
in the bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, next one I pulled out was one I just liked the look of. Oh, sorry, um, it was actually because I saw there were three guard players in attendance. So I pulled out all the guard lists and I tried to get a sense of what they were bringing and why. And this one was kind of the one that made that um, stood out to me as a bit off the off the the beaten track, and I wanted to highlight a little bit. This is uh, Mr. Nick Smith. He's playing. Um, a, he's playing, sorry, two battalions of gunnery experts and spotter details. Um, so he's got three demolisher tank commanders, ten guardsmen, two times five scions, three Lehman Russ, regular Lehman Russ demolishers, so that's six in total, two company commanders, six times tens of guardsmen, and two payload manticores. And I'm like, yikes, boy. That's gonna dunk. When it, when it, when it pops off, this list is gonna absolutely ruin days. It has a lot of damage output, a lot of shooting. It's six demolisher tanks, two manticores. Like, come, like I'm just going to sit here 30 inches away, six, and then just like two up save. That's that's true. Like, and like, how many turns do you have like anti tank options before they kill yeah. all your anti tank options? And then these toughness eight two plus save guys are just like, haha, push up, <laughs> yeah, 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 come in there, yeah. play you out. You know, you can't hide from them because they got the manticores. Mm-hmm. They're and they still got sixty guardsmen. Yeah, still got sixty guardsmen. Yeah, scions. They could even they can even uh, mm. retrieve the knockman data. It's it can it's do seems, everything it needs to do. This seems good for the missions. Like people are thinking the guard gets lifted out of the missions. This one is good because it, you you just know you can get those three kills a turn on the new secondary. Yeah, you know you got rod in the bag. You know you can take engage or, or banners like or any of the action secondaries really easily. I think it's. I think this is okay. I'm not going to say I go out on the board and say that, you know guards are new ATA codex or anything, but they definitely got a lift. Yeah, for sure. They they have every all the tools they need to play these new missions well and not worry about uh, a lot of codexes worry about like a third secondary or even some of the matchups. But the guard are like, we'll do anything. We're fine. We're <laughs> yeah. We're this throws is... the Imperium really. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's it for that one. I, I only pulled if out like need... a, a list. Well, of these, I say sorry, so with the guard, if you get some, I mean, if you can make yourself somehow insulated against the random rolls you know like the random damage and yeah. the random shots yeah. and, and then hitting on the on the four plus if you can just have just a little bit of average dice rolls with with a list like this i think you can do pretty well i agree i, I mean sure. if 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 you needed to kick chaos in the teeth a little bit more <laughs> take six demo tank commanders you know it doesn't have banner for chaos lost katie though because he's, he's not playing katie but uh this is i think this is okay if i was running monoguard it'd be something like this and yeah, nice. Uh, our next one ter- tournament we're going to be talking about is going all the way across to Ivory Bridge in England, Cross Swords. Uh, this is, uh, well, it's a 40K tournament, Cross Swords 40K. Uh, 30 players, five rounds. Uh, it's like, looks like they're definitely uh, gearing up for a scrap. I like the name of this Cross Swords. I can go over the the faction breakout here. So the Imperial Super Faction, we have five custodies. Mm-hmm. Two astromilitarium and two gray knights. That's they, it. They, they know what they want. They know. <laughs> they know what they want. <laughs> that I looked at that. I'm like, yep, okay, yeah, <laughs> makes, makes yep. sense to me. And then we have the space breeze faction with one space wolf, one blood angel, one raven guard, one white scar, and the space breeze just spreading out. See, this, that, that's what I said. <laughs> one thing I thought was really interesting here: they're all the aggressive space marines. There's no ultras. There's no sallies. There's no iron hands. It's just that's like true. go marines. Marines yep. go. Yeah. Marines go. Chaos Superfactions, one Chaos Soup, one Chaos Space Spring, two T-Suns, and a Demon. No Death Guard. Whoa, yeah. They, these guys are aggressive here. Where mm-hmm. is this again? Ivy Bridge, England? Aggressive people in Ivy Bridge. <laughs> Zeno Superfaction, just a single Necron. I bet it's all melee and it's right <laughs> in space too. You know, you know it is. <laughs> you know it is. Hive Mind Superfaction, one Tyranid, one GSC, and the Eldari Superfaction, four Drukari, and a Harlequin. This is an aggressive tournament. Wow. They are running at each other. Just it is every- like the whole everyone's. It's going to look like a rugby tournament. <laughs> is, yes. Everything is pushed Scrum. up in the middle. Every mission is the scouring in this tournament. <laughs> I can tell right now. That's yeah. That's what's up. Wow. What's the podium? Podium. We're looking at five custodes, four Drakari, and uh, just a lot of two. So custodes. Custodes being top does not surprise me. They are so so uh, strong. Uh, right I'll now. be honest. Uh, you know. I've always liked the, the way the custodies look, and I've kind of flirted with having a custodies army from time to time. It's kind of hard not to want to play them, especially if you travel a lot. Yeah, especially if it's only 300 bucks yeah. for a full army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's it's 
cost effective it's yep. travel travel friendly it's, it's like in years gone by they've been very forgiving on the tabletop as well um so yeah it's a gr- it's a great army and a lot of people collected them because they came in incredible box sets like um fury prospero sorry um yeah burning a prospero etc um i wanted to point out some things about the custodies so there's five custodies players there's more custodies than space marines all space marines there's more custodies yeah. than all chaos is the same amount sorry there's more than all tyrannies it's, it's wild to me that there's this many um I, did, I pulled out a little bit of stats on that so i, I wanted to break down these five lists and get a sense of what they were taking so of the five five of them there's four of that are emperor's chosen and one is shadow keepers every single one of them is taking a battalion which just shows the amazing new quality of life improvements that they gave because you couldn't take a battalion before you were just you're spending like 800 points before you even filled an elite slot from your, your troops and hqs um three of them have trajan i I thought that's actually a surprise i would have expected five out of five to have trajan two of them um, do not own trajan guaranteed that's, that's <laughs> guaranteed yeah, <goodbye. laughs> that's fair that's fair he's the, he's the best character possibly yeah. in the game the best special character in the game yeah. um four of them have prayed bikes all have uh and all the pray people who have praetor bikes have more than one squad one of them even has a five man um so if you take a praetors apparently you've got to take more than one squad um every single one of them has alaris terminators which i thought it was actually quite really? surprising yeah. Um, uh, either, do they have them in groups or individuals? You know, like what are they? What are they I, playing? I was pretty sure one to two of them have a group, and everyone else has singles. I love the single Alaris. I think they're amazing. The singles are uh, great. Mm, um, four out of five have guard. One has Sagittarium. So one of them is skewed having regular custody guard to have Sagittarium instead. Three of the five have Sister of Silence units. So I, I would have thought they're all taking battalions. All of them will have like one unit of prosecutor, but only three do. And four of them have the Praetorian plate captain. Three of them have the bike captain. So there is some overlap there where some people have both because one of the gentlemen wasn't taking Trajan, took the bike captain and the Praetorian plate captain. Uh, but yeah, the Praetorian plate captain is more, I suppose he's the new hotness. He's the sexy, crazy, ah, uh, this is going to be wild and flip games. And so people just want to play him. But I think the, the, the bike captain is way better. Bike captain is way better. And to be honest, I don't, think the praetorian plague captain is worth it like he's cool he's a really cool gimmick i don't find him as game changing as people think he is like he can be the, but he, you really game. have to use him at the exact moment at the exact okay. time and if they're re- if they know you have it they can play around it he has to be lock warden he has to, sorry um he has to be turn off like he has to be a character hunter if you try and take him thinking he's gonna knock down squads the guys that gonna even kill five intercessors off, yeah. off the off the flip um oh, wow. but the psychological effect it plays is what you need to leverage mm-hmm. if you can freak people out thinking he's about to jump in is he gonna jump in when's he gonna jump in like that can be where he gets your points yeah i can see that he's, he maybe he's kind of like the old school vect of even if you don't use it, the threat of having it the makes threat. them think yes. a lot more. The psychological yeah. weight, like making way, way down okay. their decision making. I mean, we talked about that too. Like anytime there's a, a potential for heroic intervention, you know, mm-hmm. even if you have to pay for it or whatever, you make people have to make the factor that into their decisions, and every decision point along the way mm. could be a peril for them. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Um, the other gentleman's list I pulled out was uh, Gareth Pacho. Um, he's playing Grey Knights because I just wanted to get a sense of what Grey Knights post changes looks like. Sure. Um, and actually, I couldn't do what the previous one because there were none. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I thought. This is what I thought we'd be seeing though. So Persian Brethren Battalion, because this, uh, especially in Europe, uh, the Scandinavians are crazy for this. They were taking a single battalion even before they had, they were they had to. Um, He's got a Libby, he's got a Techie, he's got a single Grandmaster Dread Knight, three units of five strikes, an Apothecary, here's the spice, five Paladins, a Venerable Dreadnought, three Dread Knights, and two Rhinos. So the two Rhinos and the the strikes, I guess, is the, the new take, because, um, of course, you've, you've got about 200-odd points spare now because you can't take the second Nemesis Dread Knight Grandmaster, and so you just fill out a battalion now instead. The five Paladins, I mean, they went down in points, boys, but are they are they a thing now? Five paladins. I mean, if if Alaris Terminators are, maybe they are too. I mean, that's uh, that maybe it's operating on that same premise. It's like they're a harder unit to shift. You kind of pay more for them. I, it's a that's an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. it is. A- they they have so they have some tech. They have some really cool tech with the strats. You can just actually pull out uh, whatever power you actually need for them. They have mm. some really good defensive strats. They're just so expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly it, right. It, it's a, but maybe if you trade it, like, what do you? How many uh, interceptors do you get for five paladins? That's wanna, a fair point. I want to say ten. Well, because I was about to point out, this is a list that has zero of them in it. Yeah, and, and, yeah. May, and maybe that is 
there, maybe the, those exist because of the the makeup, the fabric of the event itself. Because as we've you know already surmised, everything is pushing forward. You're <laughs> yeah. Want yeah, as that's much true. Just yeah durable beef, beef. Mm. yeah to put right there in the center of the table and say just come at me you know that's and, yeah. and maybe paladins do that better than than uh, interceptors no, in, a, in addition um remember what i said before about people having a palate cleanse this could be a palate cleanse from this guy feeling like he had to play 30 freaking interceptors in every damn list for an entire True. year and just being like enough i'll take i'll take the dread knights for this one paladins like and paladins interceptors stay on the shelf cool let's do something different for once which yeah. i can respect a lot i can respect that for sure and maybe they just want to be the person that actually sets the new trend this is the new meta everybody yeah. Five paladins yeah. this is the way oh my goodness let me tell you i will say that <laughs> Sometimes see, when somebody wins with something, mm. you know, that becomes something that people try to emulate, which is absolutely yeah. cool. I think that um, there's nothing wrong with looking at someone else's list and, and wanting to emulate it or use it or find pieces of it that you like. I, I actually, uh, it's a it's a time saver in some situations. Sometimes it's just, you, you know, you just, you maybe didn't catch that efficiency on your read through the codex, but you found something mm. that's cool or you just like it. You just like it. And, you know, that's cool. Uh, but I'm not sure that every list that wins has to be the, the new archetype, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good way of saying it. I like it. Good take. We're smashing through this. We got one more event, boys. And this is the one we get to make up, right? But before we do that, let's let's run an ad from our sponsor. Uh, this is that awesome Frontline Gaming ad. You got to check it out. Uh, so gracious to have us on your channel. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or a skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. And we are back. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to uh, like, share, subscribe, leave us some five-star reviews wherever you hear this. If you're listening live, uh, keep those comments coming. We really appreciate it. Thanks for all the interaction in the chat. If you're listening to us after the fact on one of the aggregators, click in the subscribe, click in the like, uh, giving us a thumbs up, giving us a five-star review is one of the like easiest, like no-hassle ways that you can help other people discover. So if you haven't done that yet, please do so. I understand that like Spotify is, uh, you know, is just open up reviews so you can click some five stars in there for us and we would really appreciate it we love you guys love us. Love uh, us <laughs> next one we have coming up is uh we're going going back across the atlantic coming back to the united states uh well at least i get it well i was gonna say rhode island the providence of rhode island uh captain con uh, from warwick rhode island here in the u.s 47 players five rounders dustin will you please run down the faction stats i would love to two sisters Eight custodes <laughs> and forty-seven people. Eight what? custodes. One That's twenty percent custodes. Yeah, twenty percent custodes. One astro militarum. A hero. A hero. Look, it's a small team. state. You they like small <laughs> armies. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's called Warwick. That is an absolutely amazing name. These people live in such cool cities. I can't. Yeah. I, I live in Cambridge. It doesn't sound exciting and all i want to live in warwick anyway three great knights and one imperial knight so it's uh uh i was gonna say a nice spread but then i looked at the eight custodes again yes that's not a nice spread <laughs> that's pretty pretty chonky on the golden boys 
I'd actually like to know, and we might get to it later, what the split is between the shield host. You know, it's like we've seen people bouncing between the two, and it seems to be down to personal play style about which is truly the best one. I am on it. I will have that for oh, you. Oh, you're, you're on it. I, I thought you were going to actually have an opinion. Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get through this thing, because I'm, I'm curious to know your guys' thoughts on what you think is the best one, too. So the uh, Space Marine Super Faction is one Space Wolf, three Blood Angels. There you go, Paul. One Salamander, one White Scar, one Black Templar, and one Red so. Scorpions. Wow. Yeah, usually they're... um. Usually they're not Red Scorpions. They're like Iron Hands, but I couldn't see it the list in order to slap him down, and, and yeah. <laughs> So giving you the benefit of the doubt is what you're saying. I just went to go check lists, and the whole reason I don't know is because I couldn't check lists. So, oh, sorry. Right. Okay, that's fair. All right, the Chaos Superfactions, one Chaos Soup, two Death Guard, one Demon. No real surprises there. No no T-Suns. It's a little sad. I feel like T-Suns aren't getting the love they should be getting, but I get it. They're they're complicated army, and they are not easy to just paint up. Because <laughs> they have a lot of bits to them. Uh, Xeno Super Faction, one Necron, two Orcs. Still no Tau yet. They're yep. coming though. And the Hive Mind Super Faction, one Hive Mind, three Tyranids, and one GSC. We're starting to see some GSC. What's, I like seeing that. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing some. But where are the, where's the rest of them? Like, where's the rest? I was told there was like legions of these GSC we're players. Just, still lying and waiting. Waiting, lying and waiting. You know? How are. much longer are they going to wait? You know what? <laughs> Look, man. Five of them are custodial players. It does take a lot of models, actually, it's and a lot of so different models to previously. Cool. I mean, how many? How many? I mean, you're probably a poor example, Dustin. But how many uh, Adeline Jackals did you have prior to this Codex? Oh, he's Me, the one that's got like 47. I, I was 45. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you had that before this Codex. I had, I had the, I bought Hence, them at the LVO that the GSC were like basically launched at. I bought them just, all then. Just proves my point. You're a poor example of I'm this a, question. I am a terrible example. <laughs> the, the answer beforehand was probably not many. Yeah, I think Frankie and I are the only ones that have 45. They look so cool. They just they, they look such cool. cool models. And and look, you get to use them. And we saw them used a good. I mean, well, at least you know things from the GSC used a good effect, especially coming out. You know, with like a balanced list. Like it's it's actually kind of interesting the fact that uh, the largest tournament in the land with some of the best players in the world. Uh, one by relatively balanced list, you know, and yeah, and that's, you know, granted you can't take it, you know, you can't factor out the skill of the pilot, uh, but you know, very interesting. I know we don't have lists to talk about during this. We have to talk about other lists and, (laughs) you know, we also talk about kind of, I'm willing to bet like, okay, odds on, what do you think? Is it more, because it's not anything other than these two. Is it more Shadow Keepers or is it, is it Emperor's Chosen on those Custodes list? Uh, before you tell us what it actually is, I'm going to guess that it's more Emperor's Chosen. I have no idea, guys. The list's not like Yeah, we, we have to guess. We have to figure <laughs> out. So let's look at the field. Let's say that all these players know each other. Uh, let's look at the field of what we see out there and then decide what is the best shield host to go into that. If I okay. was metering against other Custodes players, I would be taking Shadow Keepers. 100%. Yeah, that's the 100%. anti, anti, anti custodies is the shadow keepers. Yeah. If I was metering into say thick city, I think it's I think you can make a case for solar watch, but I think Epis chosen is better. Um, solar watch? Well, you're just throwing a wrench in the whole thing here. Well, I, you can make a case you're for just it. making stuff did, up. Did you see the Icelandic uh, WTC captain with his thirty shield guard just uh, like bodying people, just like rocking up? Oh, you see all these middle objectives? Forget about them. You ain't getting them. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Go somewhere else, mate. See that? See that backboard oh, right there. <laughs> maybe that's. I mean, maybe you're onto something, though. You know, with the fact that that as things you know come out, things things are like you can look at a codex and it, and you can pick the stuff and it looks super powerful. And I think we'll see some of that with Tau. Uh, you know, well, and and then it matures as people start to react and adapt to mm. it. You figure yeah. out what it is, and maybe that's it. Maybe Solar Watch is the next version, the next iteration of the of the next list. If we go mm-hmm. back to needing speed, like if we go back to like, you know, when 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 it was Dracarius kind of MSU, everyone needed to be fast. If you weren't fast, you couldn't couldn't play. Um, then Solar Watch will get a lot better, like because then you can literally start getting through that middle table, start chasing down these quick transports and stuff. So maybe we're, we're just waiting for Craft Wheels to come out, and everyone needs to be fast again. If that's one of their builds, um, and then maybe Solar Watch looks a lot better. Like you just need that closing speed. But unfortunately, that's kind of all they give you. They don't give you any more than that. Like. Um, like so, like Shadow Keepers gives you a defensive strat, and you're better in combat by default because you're nerfing theirs, and you're great, amazing at killing characters because you can ignore invulns and stuff. Um, so yeah, I feel like Soul Watch only gives you one thing. Yeah, I can see that. See, for me, I feel like it's 
you're you're building your custodies list, <laughs> and that's going to determine what shieldos you're going to go. Like if you're bringing in a lot of dreads and the Caladius tanks and stuff, you're going Emperor's Chosen. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going that's, like a lot of min squads, Emperor's Chosen is good that way too. Shadow Keepers is good if you are heavy into melee. If you want to bully, like if, if you, you want, want to bully, bully, yeah. Mm. If you want to bully, yeah. Shadow Keepers is the way. So I, I think it actually. I don't think people are, especially now because it's the new season. People don't really know exactly what the meta is going to be like per se, unless you just yeah. you already know what your local scene is like. Well, so I feel like you're bricks. just going to build it based on what you're what you're bringing and what's better for your list, and then how it benefits from it, right? Take mm. a solid, take solid bricks. That'll get you through a couple of rounds. Yeah, exactly. I think so. Where are we up uh, to with the the, run, the rundown? I'm at the Eldari Superfaction now, so we are almost done. We just we we forgot about Drakari and Asuriani. Oh, a little bit. oh I'm <laughs> sorry. I, t- I took us on a sidetrack. I'm, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I, <laughs> that's the perfect time to do it. If you're going to do it at any time, it was perfect to do it right after Hive Mind. I'm okay with that. So the Eldari Superfaction is just two Drakari and one Asuriani. See, we didn't miss much. Done. So the, the faction podium is. Obviously, Custodes at the top with eight, and then Blood Angels, Tyranids, and Grey Knights all tied at three, and then again, a bunch of twos. That's a, a, that's a, big, that's a big gap. That's, that's a, a huge big gap. freaking gap, boys. <laughs> with the Custodes. Huge. Five more lists than anybody else. Like, you, you, you add you add the all the Xenos and all the Hive Mind together, and you have as many Custodes. Like, yep. <laughs> so in that uh, five-rounder, you're playing Custodes twice, at least. Twice. That's, yeah. They, there is some reality where they all take each other out in round. Yeah. That would yeah, be great. Too. I think everybody should just be put up against each other if they're custodies. Front one, just to make sure at least you cut them in half right off the bat. Was it, was there an addition where we did that? You're like, oh, you know, all um, Imperial Guard players have to play each other, you know, first round or something. That would, That'd be hilarious. Uh, that would be wild. That'd be so wild. I'd play like all assassins because there'd be no one else who brings assassin. I get a buy. <laughs> One win for the assassins. One. <laughs> oh, you, you know, an imperial all imperial agent army is getting more and more possible. Uh, uh, it, yeah. yeah. If you don't, if there's nobody else playing the same thing, you get a buy. So all the Titanicus, there's one Titanicus yeah. guy. He yeah. just, puts his war dog on the next table. That's, that's, That's right. his one path to victory is buy, 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 buy. <laughs> yep. Although he's buys all the time. Do you want to talk about something that's sneaky good against custodies? Yes. Yes, oh, I do. Warhound Titan going first, like on like a bowling ball, you could get some work done. Like you could really get some work done. I mean, still transhuman. Yeah, you got to like one gun, one gun. Um, you have to spread it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As many as just spread it, as sprinkle, just like bond door that whole thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and you got enough wounds; they're not going to kill you in one go in combat because only damage two. But like, if they just bought like two or three units of, of Praetor bikes. Oof. Are you oh, trying to sell us on a, on a Warhound Titan? Warhound Titan? Yeah, don't, don't talk yourself out. I thought it was. I thought you were onto something. Come on, let's let's see some more. I want, I want to see some more on the table. There's one. There's one hero right. bringing it this weekend. I want to see him at least go at least go three and two. Come on. So, we know the Castellan could be a thing again because of this meta. Like, what else could the Castellan? Because literally, the Castellan is number one at all three all three events we did this week. They're yeah. five, five, eight, or whatever it is. Um, what what are we going to see? That what is this going to cause people to do? Uh, tech for custodies. <laughs> so, we've seen melted guns, you know, and eliminators and that kind of stuff creep mm-hmm. their keep their creep their way back in. You know, we we know. Let's just say Eldari are on the the uh, the cusp, and fire dragons are a thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. relatively inexpensive melted guns. Wanna... It may need something like that, or maybe you know. Drakari have to opt more towards their cabal side uh, to do some do some shooting to more equalize yeah. things. Maybe the yeah. Ravager gets another look in. Mind you, that um, what, what was it? Was the is the Reaper their Forge World? The Forge World. Yep, the Dark Elder. Uh, Dark Techno Reapers. It went down in points, and it is still legit. Yeah, it's, it's the random shots. It's a little. I don't like. Exactly. I don't like the random shots with them, but yeah. they're they're still really good. You're right, and I think. And the, and, Six is a dozen. Sorry, yes, you're right. <laughs> with the um the sub faction restrictions, um, I could see people not wanting to dark, take dark techno anymore. Compared to having the, yeah. the reliability of artists of flesh, dark techno probably doesn't make the cut. Yeah, um, it, it makes the list completely different, right? So hmm. the thing is, with the fighting custodes, you need to be able to threaten more than one squad at the, the same time in yeah. the same phase. That's why. 
this is why marine shooting kind of sucks and why marines need to change a bit because all marine shooting relies on rerolls, which you don't get. And they're great at like, this is my unit of eradicators is going to smash the absolute crap out of that unit. And eradicators like, is what I was trying to say earlier. Oh, yeah. really? Not, yeah. not eliminators. So I think, I think the Chappie makes it back in now. Like people who may have dropped the Chappie, but the Chappie is taking plus one to hit now on its, on its litanies. Yeah. Because you can't take the chapter master anymore. I think the chapter master comes out. Uh, really? In. Well, you think yeah. Chapter Master comes out just because of no, custodes? No, no, you may you may not take Chapter Master upgrade. You may you probably still take a captain, but you oh, may not okay. may not upgrade all the way to Chapter Master. You might drop that off in, instead to take take a, a babysit chaplain. It's going to give you plus one to hit, plus one to wound for its litanies, and that might be better because you can't trust any rerolls anymore. I yeah. just just for the just for the sake of it, I was playing John Lennon when he was testing for art of, for art of, art of war. I was playing the best Iron Hands list we could theoretically come up with, um, into into them. Yeah, so we didn't have the drop pod because the drop pod would just get tagged and pinned off by yeah. all the units, because um, then the Praetor bikes just have somewhere to hide and stuff. Um, and I had a full unit of eradicators with every buff shoot into that Dawn Eagle shield captain. I did zero damage, zero, just, just, just zero. <laughs> See, that's Ooh, not okay. That's not, that's not very much damage. That's not, yeah, that's not very much. I, I, like according to my calculation, that's not good. That's not good for yes. Okay. So that's that was uh, two multi melters, all heavy, all heavy melter rifles. That was with chapter master and a lieutenant standing by, full way rolls to hit, which I didn't get. So I was uh, hitting on fours because I moved, of course. Hit on fours, wounding on fours for transhuman. Four up invuln, five up feel no pain, zero damage. You less like, <gasps> wow, that was the, that was like a fifth of my army plus like another fifth of my army in support units so like a third of my army just tried to kill that guy and he didn't give any craps like just nothing to give me wow that yeah, that, that was just like wow i can't take i can't put pro, i can't put points in rerolls anymore well that that's the thing right because the four up invuln everybody's like oh custodes live and die by the four up invuln but the four up invuln is like the backup to everything else that they get before that the turning off rerolls the transhuman minus one strength if your shadow keepers like mm. there's so much else that they get before you even get to the point of having to make a four-up involved. That's yeah. why they're so good at that. And this is my, this is kind of my big fear for the meta. If, if custodies, sorry, we've got, we got tower coming into this meta. We've got, we got yeah. craft wheels coming into this meta. Apparently towers is quite good into custodies. So that could be a thing, but if custodies remain like 20% of every event, Marines are going to really struggle. I like, all power armor. No, there's no power armor army that I can think that, that that is good into custodies. Like Blood Angels is actually the best one I can think of because they don't rely on pluses to on, on any rerolls. They can just go in with, you know, and just only transhuman nerfs them at all. Um, but like, there's no, there's no real space rings that can contend. Sisters can't contend. And you want to talk about the worst one? Grey Knights can't even scratch the auric paint yeah. off some of that stuff. Like I sh I've shot three Dread Knights into a unit of shield guard and killed one. And I've been like, well, this army's on the shelf because that's yeah. just rough, 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 rough. Mind you, if they are not Emperor's Chosen, you can smite them down really effectively. That's true. That's that's one of the reasons that a lot of people might actually go, like, stay with the Emperor's mm. Chosen because people are going to be like, all right, Mortal Wounds, this is the way to go. And then if you start out with four-up Mortal Wounds, save, like, okay, maybe it's not the way to go. I feel like yeah. it was an option if Emperor's Chosen didn't exist. Yeah. Well, I and to, to speak to that little metagame, I think that with the, the points reductions on uh, Death Company, maybe we're seeing two Death Company scores with Thunderhammers because it, they might not get the job done because you, you're going to be wounding on fours, but you can give them two, like I said, someone just said in chat, you give them two plus ones to hit. So they go in hitting on, properly hitting on um, on twos and then, you know, transhuman or twos again, son. Um, and then like, you, you, you got to, you got to, Take something that custodians has to respect, and like that's something they have to respect. Um, and four lock fury, exactly. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm thinking maybe there's something there for white scars, but it's I think white scars might be too slow to Why get to the damage. Death company. Sorry, I said white scars don't get death company. Yeah, but you know they can have damage for thunder hammers, right? <laughs> and you can just be like, hello, Alaris. You see Alaris, like you know that that could be a thing also one day. But there's a bunch of other armies like. Thick City, I mean, I, I talked to Anthony Vanilla. Thick City, he thinks Thick City is just fine into Custodes, but I'll say out of, I think, the four Custody Drakari matchups we had in the top eight, he was the only one who won one. Every, every, other, every other time, the Custodes got knocked out. Maybe it was the Shadow Round and the finals, but every time Custodes went into, into Drakari, Custodes won, with the exception of one game. So that's a thing as well. 
There we go. Well, let's yes, look. We, we're about to jump into a segment that we do each and every episode. We call it the Fuego Repito, where we run down a list of topics. Uh, we give ourselves two minutes to talk about those topics. And when the clock is stopped, uh, we stop talking about it. It's a good time. Yeah. As soon as we that uh, clock starts, we will jump right into it. What was the biggest LVO surprise? Adam. What do you think? Um, the lack of the, the amount of unknown names in the, the shadow round in the top eight. Usually at these events, we'll see, we'll get to the top eight and it'll be like five of the eight will be like, yeah, you were pretty much always going to make it. There'll be like two guys who like, they're on the, they're on a good army. They had a good run. And then there's one guy who's just like happy to be there this year. I feel like we had three people who I'd never really noticed before be like absolute guns in the top eight. And then a couple of others who are just like, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, it was good. I said just names you don't know yet. Biggest exactly. surprise for me is just how active the Age of Sigmar side was. That place was on fire with uh, with lots of good, really? very good, enthusiastic Sigmar mm. players. That scene is growing. Uh, no longer just in the game stores or smaller tournaments. Yeah, I can see that too. Mine was uh, Lennon getting knocked out round one. Ooh, now I will say, huge. now I will say, like who he lost to. The guy's also an amazing player too. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like. Lennon lost to somebody that we never seen before or anything. It was a game that he, it was hard fought for him, but just the fact that it happened round one was just, whoa, took everybody That's, by surprise, I think. You yeah. know, even in these tournaments where there's, you know, there's, a, you know, a thousand people or whatever, you know, you can still run into some upsets yep. in mm -hmm. any step of the way. Sometimes it's luck of the draw, sometimes it's luck of the dice, sometimes it's just a mismatch in armies. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, it could be anything. It really is anybody's tournament and that was proven uh with a couple of upsets and uh and early ejections from the overall contention yeah for sure and that, what that's what makes it exciting too like when you see that first stuff it's like all right this is gonna be a good lvo i love seeing stuff like this it's just things that take you by surprise so you don't know what to expect like you, you when that happens you can't be all right well it's not siegler and lennon for the win like i mean now what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah very true let's jump to the next one uh, when is it time to shift off a of faction or when is it time to power oh. through and stay the course? Oh. I think this is a decision point that we've all come to as players. Oh. Uh, Dustin, we can start with you this time. Uh, for me, I am, uh, I, I focus on a faction, but if I had to decide if we're talking about when you, when we would go off of one, it's, it's fine for the entry could be never. The, and I, I will say never because I think it's important to stay with the faction through the thick and thin because you become faction experts. You will still be able to use it well, even when people say, it's not good anymore, and it's been nerfed in oblivion. Maybe you'll win LVO with it. <laughs> Just saying. But yeah. if you have to, if you have that need, it, it'll only happen when you stop having fun with it. That's that's what I would stick with. <clears throat> that's that's a really good answer. I don't I don't know if I can I can beat or contend with that answer. Is is that you know if you are if you're having fun playing the game, that is what you should be doing. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. you know I, sometimes I catch myself like I really just want to paint a unit. You know, and and yeah. I and I find myself I'm just going to paint a random unit. It's probably going to be a blood angel unit, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, so yeah, I'll stay the course on that faction. But then sometimes you got to figure out what your motivation is at the time. I think it, it it's okay if your motivation changes. I think that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing. It's it really is fine if you want to switch armies. Like no one's yeah, no one should like guilt or shame you. Or, you know, not that that's really a thing or whatever. I don't think, but you shouldn't feel compelled to stick with a faction if you're not enjoying it if you if you enjoy you know let's say you're playing a faction that doesn't move very fast and you want to be sleek and move faster or you want to use certain knives or you think a way a miniature looks is cool or whatever all good enough reasons uh yeah. to shift it off a of faction adam uh yeah i think when you when you stop enjoying it when you've fallen out of love when you can't think of any new models you want to add to a collection and you can't honestly think that your next game will build your next event or pickup game will be with it. Like you can't, you can't see a time when you're going to play it next. That's it's time to move on. There we go. Do you like the new missions in the secondaries, Adam? I do with it, with an asterisk. Um, I love, I love that. I believe a lot more games will be closer and there'll be a lot more gradients between scores. It won't just be always a derivative of five or 10 between everybody, um, which is kind of how it seems. And it kind of seems like the, the if I, I should ask my mate, my mate Diffie, but I want to know what the median score lines are, have been for like this last year. Um, like what the average is. Cause I feel like everyone usually loses by like 20 to 25, 30 points. And I want to see closer games. I feel like we're going to get that with this packet. Uh, what I don't like is how much extra bookkeeping there is. 
in every mission. Oh, with, with, with the four, eight, and twelve, and then the extra yeah. two, and then the... And the extra two, and the three, and the one, and yep. here, and then there's a lot more, lot more um, incidental scoring in every mission. In addition, there's a lot more interesting interactions, like a lot more times where you can get a bonus point in, say, no prisoners, or Knockman scores weirdly, or behind enemy lines gets a two, then a four, then a four, then a two. Um, so there's a lot more of that. I feel like it's just going to get a little bit harder to, for everybody to score. So that's my only, my only worry. Mm -hmm. uh, Dustin, what about you? I mean, as I mean, I think you're in a very objective-focused player most of the time. <laughs> I am an objective-focused player for sure. So, I actually I love the new missions. I'm gonna I'm on the same boat as Adam in the sense that I love what they've done with it. I love the fact that every mission feels different, and mm. it's something you and it's kind of forcing you to play to the mission every mission. So you have to be ready to do that. I love that. So to me, that makes the game a lot more interesting and intricate for every game will be different that way. It'll force you to play those kind of lists. And, but it's still the same thing with that on that. The bookkeeping on it is going to be a little crazy. There's a lot of different bookkeeping. So it's, mm. that's the price of being so intricate that it's a lot harder to keep track of. Go ahead. Paul. I think players, you'll get, you'll get more used to it. You'll, you'll, it'll yep. become secondary. It's a little clunky right now, but, but keeping score in the very beginning was also clunky. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, clunky is probably a, a, a harsh word, but it'll be something you'll become more routine in your, in your nature, I think. Mm, yeah. uh, and you'll Which be able to look out for scary. Yeah. That's it. Oh, here we go. Book of Boba Fett. What's the verdict? I'm just, I'm starting with this one. I'm starting. You got it. You got it. Go do it. So here's my, here's my hot take is that the best Star Wars movies are the ones that had just a little Boba Fett in them, which is the same for the book of Boba Fett episodes as well. Oh, wow. wow. There you go. No spoilers. I don't want to give any spoilers. So uh, it, it, I, I'm not sure what I think about the whole series yet, uh, but I do enjoy where it went. I feel like they kind of, like I'm not a Boba Fett fan, by the way. Like I'm, I'm a Han and Luke guy, you know? So yeah, I've always thought Boba Fett, you know, got his just desserts by getting taken out by blind Han Solo and di digesting forever. In the bottom of the <laughs> like, that. like I was, I was fine with that ending. I like, I cool. did Han shoot first, Paul Han shot first. Oh, if you go, a boy. If you go back right. actually to All the right. book, let me see if you go to the book, the actual original book, he, not only did he shoot first, he's the only one that shot. There was no, <laughs> there was just, I'm, I, uh, we, we, should do a fuego. we should do a fuego on that one because I'm incredulous with all these people that want Han to have been a good guy all along. No, he was a bastard. And that's the point. He had a, he had a legitimate awesome story arc because he started yeah. at absolute yeah. bastard level. Development. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to be a nice guy at the start like this kind of chivalrous thief? No, he was a it's, smuggler. He was a bastard. It, yeah, it was it's awesome. the only thing. When he leaves and takes, you know, takes his loot and the falcon and leaves, oh, so yep. you're thinking like, well, you know, that really sucks, but he is, you know, he's, that makes you know, sense. that's what he is. He's a smuggler. He's a, yep. he is a scoundrel, you know, a scruffy looking nerf herder or whatever. <laughs> and then when he rolls back in, you know, who did, who doesn't feel that, that well. And then if, mm. you know, yeah, you, you know, shot first year, but book of Boba Fett, uh, I, I dig the show. I like that. They were kind of gutsy with what they've done with it. And maybe it's going to lead to other things. I've just eaten all the time. So that's it. You gotta, you gotta tune in next week and we'll do a whole star Wars. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it's a whole star Wars. Way to go. Will Tal, uh, rattle some cages. Will they, will they come onto the scene and change what we see? Uh, Adam, what's your opinion? Uh, I think they are going to shake things up. I'm not sure they're going to be as crazy as they could be because I've got a feeling they're going to be a flash in the pan that we all need to pay attention to because the things I'm hearing out of craft world lead me to believe that everything is going to be kind of irrelevant as soon as they hit. That's that's fair. That's bold. That's, that's uh, I'm down that's with a... that, though. I'm down with it. Like uh, so, and by by make a mark. I mean they are definitely going to make a mark. They're going. We have to have to count for them. We have to know they're there. But then, whatever they whatever they've done to minute is just going to get superseded because they're just going to be like, bam! Well, we are, let, it's crop real time, what, baby. What the towel do, you know, that you know, kind of set them apart. Yeah, is is that they have these indirect fire. They've got these uh, strategies mm. that that kind of build on each other, synergies with each other. They've got they've got the crute. This that might turn into Codex crute. You know, for all, for all we know, uh, but they've got a lot of in a lot of high strength weapons that can put down some of these uh, threats. They have enough cannons to kind of put one main cannon on every Alaris that's out there, every Terminator or whatever. You know, every every five man unit they could burn them down in short order potentially. 
Yeah. And I think it's going to come out of different. I think we're going to see way more crisis suits. Uh, I think we're going to see way more uh, Pathfinders <laughs> and, and that kind of stuff. RPG Luminaries quoting uh, Hulk Hogan in the chat. It's great. Oh, nice. I love that. RPG Luminary, you just gained so many respect points from me. Atta boy, that was awesome. <laughs> Love Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so, so Tal, yeah, I guess I, I can't believe the Tal are not getting this respect. This, like, I oh. think there's going to be some no, no, they're gonna respect. Like they're going to make a mark. Mm. They're going to have actually lots of marks that are lights. Yeah, but it'll be a flashlight. Jeez. Yeah, unfortunately, I think they're going to be superseded. But yeah, I think yeah. they're going to be legit. It's a good book. That's yes. our show this week. Look, if you want to see an all Star Wars related uh, Fuego Rapido next week, make sure you uh, throw something <laughs> in the comments, and uh, we'll try to make them as interesting and as exciting as, and not maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's controversial. Uh, controversial. Yeah. For controversial. Sure. That is that is a that's the best way of, of putting it. Uh, yeah, let's do it. And it's been a, it's been a good show. Look, I know that the tournament season is you know kind of in a bit of a lull, but we're going to continue to do this every week. Each and every mm. week, we're going to bring you tournaments to talk about. We are you turn kind of a tournament hype show. We want to bring awareness to things going on uh, in areas in local areas, you know, all over the world. And so, if there's if you're hosting a tournament or you are a tournament organizer, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you're doing, where you're doing it, and we might be able to fe- feature it on the show. Adam, what you got? I was going to say exactly the same thing. Because we don't have many super majors in this early part of the season, this is the perfect time to get those little homegrown, awesome narrative events or whatever you've got. You've got an event you've run in, like, you know, Albuquerque for 20 years, South Africa, Japan, like any Vietnam, um, you know, South America, you know, if you've got a little event, chuck it on up. You might get on this. You might get on I have week. one rule, though. One rule. You got to list your factions. If you don't, if you don't, if your players don't list the factions, then it makes our life harder. And it's well, look, we'll, we might make it up, but depending on a slow week. But it, there's you got a much higher uh, likelihood uh, of uh, yeah. of uh, getting on the show if you if your players list the factions. Well, that, well that's and, right. If 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 there's like a little town in uh, Brazil sends me uh, sends up for a little little town in like Tokyo. Sorry, little town Tokyo, little town Japan sends us for one, and one of them has their list list uh, you know uploaded and listed, and the other one doesn't. Well, that's it. Done. Well, you need to gentlemen, this. it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you all this week about Warhammer in general and the tournaments and, uh, you know, our, our kind of uh, favorite segment here with the Fuego Rapido. And in the chat, uh, it, y'all have been absolutely on fire tonight, and it, I really appreciate that. Needed that to keep us going uh, th- this week. It, it means a whole lot for y'all to show up each and every week and support us uh, with some comments and chats. Uh, I, You know, I've had a great time. I love it. I look forward to this every week. Don't you, Adam? That, oh, absolutely. That's our show this week. We will see y'all next week. Don't forget to register for the Cherokee Open. That is going to be uh, like a, a bar stormer. Going to be lots of folks there. Lots of great players there. Uh, 20, 26th, 27th of February uh, into the month. You know, I think you. I think make you a good make list. It. You're going to show up on this show because Adam's yeah. going to want to. Yeah. We're, we're definitely going to talk about it. Yeah. We will see y'all next week. <laughs> see you. See ya.